I'm Elder Shanina Walker, and thank you for joining me today on our podcast, Yasha, Young and Sharing His Anointing. Last week on our Let's Wrap readings, we talked on the subject of casting off the spirit of fear. This week on our Let's Wrap readings, we want to talk about going from fear to faith. Let's look at the book of Isaiah, the 41st chapter, beginning at the 10th verse. The scripture reads, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Now let's take a closer look at what God was saying to the children of Israel. When we begin to look at that scripture and we begin to look at the word fear, we know that fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous likely to cause pain or threat. So God was letting them know to fear not. You don't have to worry about any unpleasant emotion. You don't have to worry about something or someone that could be dangerous or causing you threat or pain. Why? He said, because I am with you. Your God is protecting you. I am that I am is with you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He began to tell them, be not dismayed. Now we know the word dismayed means to feel something unexpected, anxiety, or distress. God was encouraging the children of Israel, do not be dismayed. You don't have to worry about feelings of anxiety or distress for I'm with you. Your God is with you. He said, I will strengthen you. We know that the word strengthen means the quality or state of being strong. In other words, God said, what are you worrying about Israel? I'm your strength. I'm the one that's going to make you strong. If you trust in me, I'm going to give you the quality and the state of being strong. He said, yes, I will help you. In other words, I'm going to make it easy for you. The definition of help is to make it easy for someone to do something by offering one service or resource. God was telling the children of Israel, what are you worried about? I'm making it easy for you. I'm giving you my services. It's my resources that are going to bring you out of whatever you're going through. I'm offering you this. All you have to do is reach your hand out and take what it is that I'm giving you. For again, God was letting the children of Israel know that he was their service. He's their resource. He said, I will uphold you. Now we know uphold just means to confirm or support. In other words, God was telling them, I'm your support. I'm the one that's confirming you. I'm upholding you. God said, I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. We know that righteous mean morally right or justifiable, virtuous. God is the only one that can justify us. He began to tell Israel, don't be concerned because I'm going to uphold you. I'm confirming you. I'm supporting you. And I'm not just supporting you with anything, but it's my righteous right hand, my justifiable right hand that's upholding you. I want to go back to the beginning of that scripture because I really want us to get this. He began to tell them once again to fear not for I am with you. Most of our fear is that we feel like we're in a thing by ourselves. So the enemy can really play on our mind when he get us isolated thinking, oh, there's nobody in this but you. You're in this situation or this circumstance all alone. No one understands. You're the only one going through this. But the devil is a liar because this scripture tell us, he, God said, fear not for I am with you. You're not going through this alone, whatever it is you're suffering. God is right there with you. When I begin to look once again at that scripture, uh, uh, the definition, I mean, of fear, he began to say fear 
is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that something or someone is dangerous. So it's not that someone or something is dangerous. It's fear causes the belief. (laughs) It could not even be that this person is dangerous. Just the belief that's in your mind telling you that this person or this thing is dangerous or going to cause pain or a threat. But God said, don't even worry about the belief of that thing. For I am with you. Be not dismayed. Don't be distressed. Don't be in anxiety. For I'm your God. If God is your God, you know that he's, if God be for us, who can be against us? He said, I will strengthen you. I'm going to strengthen you with the quality and the state of being strong. Don't worry about it. Yes, he said, I'm going to help you. God is here to help us. He's going to uphold us. He said, I will uphold you with the righteousness of my right hand. So it is God's right hand that is holding us far above our enemy. Let's apply. I began to ask myself, how do we get from fear to faith? How do I get from fear to faith? Now that you've taught me on how to cast out fear or casting off the spirit of fear, how do I now get from fear to faith? Well, the answer is extremely simple. Trust God. When trouble comes, rejoice in the Lord, knowing that he is with us. I can't help but be reminded of five important steps that the Apostle Paul gave the brethren in Philippians, the fourth chapter, on how to move from fear to faith, from turmoil to peace, from defeat to victory. Now, when I begin to think about um, Philippians, the fourth chapter, uh, apparently there was some disagreement or some worrying, or shall I say there were concerns going on among the brethren. But the Apostle Paul was reminding them to be of the same mind in the Lord and to help one another for we all are laborers in the gospel. Apostle Paul was letting them know whatever it is that you're going through, whatever disagreements you're having, you need to have the same mind in the Lord because we're all in this thing together. When I begin to um, think about the scripture in Philippians, the fourth chapter, the four through six, um, I begin to see there were some very important keys that stood out. Keys that are going to tell us exactly what we must do when worry and concern tries to bombard our minds. Now, when I looked at that fourth um, chapter and the fourth verse, Paul was telling them, rejoice in the Lord. So the first key that we need to know is whenever we're going through a circumstance or situation, no matter what it looks like, we have to rejoice in the Lord. In the fifth verse, he began to tell the brethren, let your moderation be known unto men. In other words, he said, let everyone see that you are unselfish and considerate in all you do. So in other words, we don't have, we can't only just look out for ourselves, but we have to look out for our brother. I can't help but go back to the time when I was snorkeling and how patient and how unselfish my husband was through that whole circumstance. Now, if he would have took a different approach, I might have never have got comfortable enough to go under the water because it took me a while in order to warm up. But through his unselfishness and his consideration, knowing that she's a little scared, let me just be patient with her. I was able to overcome that fear and enjoy snorkeling with him. He could have took the selfish opposite approach and say, hey, I know how to swim. I'm good. She can figure it out her own. Had that have happened, I would probably never have overcome the spirit of fear when it came to underwater experiences. When I looked at Philippians, the fourth chapter, in that sixth verse, Paul began to tell them, and there's a lot of keys in this particular verse. Paul began to say to them, be careful for nothing. 
But in everything by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. When I begin to look at that verse, the first key that stood out to me is when the Apostle Paul told the brothers, be careful for nothing. In other words, stop worrying. Don't be anxious. Don't worry about anything, he began to tell them. The second key was to pray. Prayer. He began to say, but in everything, not just some things, but everything. I mean, any little thing. He said, by prayer, prayer means a solemn request for help, an expression of thanksgiving addressed to God. So he said, no matter what it is, pray about it. He said, in prayer and supplication. Supplication is the action of asking or begging for something earnestly or humbly. So he began to tell them, to go to God in prayer and supplication, but not only prayer and supplication, but in thanksgiving, the expression of gratitude, especially to God. He said, let your request be known unto God. A request is just an appeal, a plea, a demand, or an application. When we make our request known to God, we should do so as someone who prays authoritatively. I always, when I go to God and I pray, I pray with authority because I believe that God is going to fulfill by faith what he said. So I encourage you today, when you pray, pray with expectation. Come boldly to God. Come with a, as a person who knows what he needs. Come as a person knowing that you're full of faith. And that you're not afraid to come before God's presence and ask him what you're in need of and expect to receive it. Matthew, the 21st chapter in the 22nd verse, it says, And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing you shall receive it. God wants us to come to him. He wants us to ask him for whatever it is that we need according to his will. And we need to believe that we're going to receive it. There used to be a time when a man's word was his bond. If he said he was going to do something or he made a promise to you, without a doubt, you knew that you would have it. You knew it would happen. Those days are long gone where we can put our trust in man. I submit to you today that we should trust in the Lord with all our hearts and do not lean to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him, God, and he shall make your path straight. In other words, you can have assurance that God is not a man that he should lie. He can, you can believe he will fulfill every promise that he made you. So I encourage you today, if you're facing a problem that is deeply concerning you, don't be afraid to go to the Lord with earnest prayer. Pray to him that he will meet your needs. There's no reason for you to live in fear or live a life where we're allowing the devil to steal our joy and our peace. We can come boldly to the throne. We can pray and tell God exactly what it is that we're feeling, what we're facing, and what we want him to do for us. This is what supplication is all about. So rejoice, live an unselfish life. Don't be afraid to help others. Stop worrying. Instead of worrying, pray. Pray in supplication with thanksgiving for all he has already done for us and all he has brought us through. Make your requests known unto God and watch your life move from fear to faith. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you today for your word and giving us the assurance that you are with us. We do not have to fear, for it is in you. You are going to uphold us with your right hand, far above the reach of our enemy, of all his tricks and all his tactics. We thank you that you have made yourself accessible to us, that we can come boldly to your throne and we can pray with supplication and thanksgiving, giving you all of our fears. Help us. 
that when fear and trouble comes our way, that we will not be dismayed, for we have your assurance that you will strengthen us and help us. We say thank you, Lord, for we love you, and we thank you for your love towards us. It is in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As always, we thank you for tuning in to Yasha, young and sharing his anointing. I am Elder Shanina Walker. Until next time, have a blessed day.